0: We record on Turrbal and Yagara country in Mianjin, Brisbane. Brisbane Festival recognises the integral role Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples continue to play in the creative and artistic events and celebration spaces and pays respect to elders past, present and emerging.
1: Beginner's Call takes you backstage with Brisbane Festival and into the hearts, minds and rehearsal rooms of the casts,
0: creators and critics behind Queensland's most anticipated event of the year.
2: It's undeniable that dancing is one of life's greatest pleasures. Regardless of danceability, there's something incredibly powerful and personally fulfilling about unencumbered shimmying and shaking. Acclaimed Australian choreographer, performer and theatre maker Nerida Waters knows this better than most. As co-creator of the Common People Dance Project, Nerida has been working with people of all ages and all abilities to shape a series of over-the-top dance routines to the greatest hits of the 80s and 90s. The Common People Dance of Steadford has fast become a Brisbane Festival tradition, and in 2022, it returns for its fourth record breaking year. Here to tell us more is creator Nerida Waters and dance proteges Amanda Dell and Bryony Walters. Welcome.
3: Thank you so much for having us.
2: It is. Now, we've not had to do this before, but I think it is important that we issue a content warning because I do have a feeling that this episode will contain explicit recollections of 80s choreography. Would that be right?
0: <laughs> yes, yes, we go hard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, when I think of a Stedford, the first thing that springs to mind is, of course, how impossibly difficult it is to spell the word. But this is no ordinary <laughs> dancer, Stedford, is it, Nerida? It's the common people's dance of Stedford, What's it all about?
0: So the common people dancer stepford's point of difference is to a normalist edford is that the teams can cheat and they can <laughs> <laughs> they can bribe the judges and they can also sabotage the other teams and it's for all ages and all abilities, so from Rocker rejects like myself to (laughs) ex-professional dancers. So it's um, a non-elite kind of space giving permission for anyone and everyone to dance on the wrong foot, for stay-at-home dads, for seniors, for people with disabilities, for everyone in between. We have um, a lot of, I suppose, middle-aged women in the Estedford here i um, like probably 60% of the participants are middle-aged women that are going in really stressful jobs and looking after children looking after you know elderly parents and holding down really stressful jobs so it's kind of a chance for them to just put all that on the shelf for a moment and get on stage in a ridiculous sequin costume under lights and run a mark and play and yeah
2: wow and where did the idea originate from
0: well, I was sitting on the toilet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> As all great ideas <laughs> About
0: 3am <begin>. <laughs> in the middle of the night and... Um- I I was a kind of a touring performer and actor and just feeling because I've had a, had a child at the time and went all my friends were touring overseas and I was like I want to make something here in Brisbane but giving everyday not everyday people but people in different professions a chance to feel like they're on stage and, ma- and make up fun dance routines with people that aren't aren't professional dancers so I felt really passionate about bringing that magic that you have as a performer performing in in festivals around. The country and overseas and, and bringing that here to Brisbane and giving people that chance to, to play and, and muck around. Mm. Yeah.
2: And we are very, very blessed to have two unintentional stars of the Common People's Dance Dancer Stedford here with us, Amanda Dell and Bryony Walters. Amanda, let's start with you. How did you become involved?
1: I'd actually done some classes with Nerida before the Estedford started. Started off doing one with my daughter, and then um, the next year, when Nerida was doing some at Flow State at Southbank, and I loved it. And when Nerida announced that she was going to do the Estedford, I got a little bit overexcited, (laughs) as I want to do. (laughs) And I basically went around my daughter's school. Uh, gathering anyone that I thought would be interested, <laughs> stopping them and going, "Oh my God, you have got to join this with me! You have got—I can't, I can't dance. I've never—it doesn't matter either. Of I, so you've got to come with me." So I don't know how many people did I drag along. Like-
0: seriously, Amanda was kind <laughs> of like without employing her, my best marketing <laughs> person ever. Like the first dance classes that I ran were just called "Common People Dance." project classes and it was for all ages all abilities but I I kind of attracted very shy introverted people you know middle-aged men that have never danced before and were like I just want to learn how to dance or I just want to lose weight and and I I was like I want to do silly jazz stuff with you so I I was kind of attracting the wrong people in a way, even though I'm attracting shy people as well. But I was I'm kind of the opposite of no lights, no lycra, of going, I wanted all the lights, people all the lycra, <laughs> um, and put it on people and then press the button and go go on stage. Yeah. Like uh, then when I put the word rockerstedford into the marketing thing, then it attracted all these people that went, oh my gosh, do you wanna? Yeah, the
2: dance? very shy Amanda Dell. The, uh,
0: yeah, the shy participants or extroverted people going, let's dare ourselves to do this thrilling, ridiculous thing of stepping out of stage on a, in a major festival. So there's kind of you know a little bit of pressure, but why not? Like I think in this in this day after these two years of cancellations, I think you're reminded that you're alive, yeah, <laughs> and you can do stuff, and let's give it a go and and be brave and mm. yeah. Re-
2: And Bryony, what about for you? How did you get roped into this extravaganza?
3: I was more like a dancer Stedford Lone Wolf. Um, I'd moved back to Annalee. I love Annalee, And um, I was trying to figure out what's the routine of my life going to be now that I'm back in this place that I love. I spent years going to Zumba. And there's something really sort of transcendent about dancing so badly that there's no way to – it's like you break through through that shell of having to take yourself seriously and you can just like exist in your body in this really beautiful, joyful way. So then on the Annaline community group, I saw a post from Nerida proposing, you know, uh, I got rejected from Ruckus So, you know, (laughs) come and join. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to do my own. And I went, And I have a lot of respect for just, like, taking whim and then pushing it to its final conclusion, just being really ridiculous. I really, like, respect that as a move or as a process. And I was like, I want to be in that. I want to be a part of that. I want to be dumb. (laughs) I just want to be as dumb as I can possibly be.
2: In front of a huge audience at an international arts festival.
3: That's the only way to do it. You just (laughs) need to take it right to the limit.
2: That's it. Now, chat us through. I I understand that you are both very proud members of the Southside Squad. (laughs) And the North and South uh, divide probably reaches all new heights here in the Brisbane version of the Common People Dancer Stedford. How did that come about? And and is your Southside pride purely because that's where you live or does it run much deeper?
1: Oh, look, I think this has taken on a life of its own. <laughs> and uh, I think the Southside has a little bit of a reputation. <laughs> <laughs> Big. <laughs> uh, from from what we're told from people that we know on other teams and from what narrative tells us. But I think that partly that's because from that very first year and those first classes, there was some sort of magic in that room and the group of people who first got together in a very tiny school hall, it's been a really special relationship but it is driven by a very deep ambition and goal and we want to nail it every time. (laughs) and we are the ones who are well 150 props that we made last year
2: wow
1: <sighs> it was insane for
2: how many people
1: 50 uh, yeah
2: three props per person in pretty one much. dance routine pretty
1: much yeah uh, yeah and uh, booking and we said no props
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that's the south side way isn't it, it? Is. we we, Next we level. do not do what you're told yeah. to do
1: and uh, booking out the local dance studio for so extra. this year this year they did tell us look can you just wait until after we've uh, finished with the actual aesthetics? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we do that on the weekends. We book out that. Or we just practice at the school underneath one of the pavilions. So, you know, we're, we're thirsty. We yes. want it.
2: You're thirsty. Okay. And I believe Thirsty may be a part of the team name. Is that correct, Bryony? Oh,
1: uh, well, yeah, this is... The smaller group of us, uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) sort of have taken on the uh, moniker of the thirsty bitches, (laughs) which I think, though, I think that someone on another team called us that. It was originally
0: called by a Northside. Like, Northside are probably the most chilled team. Mm. Uh, They're pretty much, oh, we just rock up. Like, you know, whatevs. And there was one mother of a couple of Northside kids who was like, last year, I hope Southside win because they are so frigging thirsty. <laughs> and I'd be scared for your life if they did it. Like she could just get the vibe she could of tell. Yeah. And they they take it to the next level. Whereas Northside just rock up and go, Oh my god, Southside are really full on. <laughs> <laughs> They've got all their moves down pad. Whereas Northside's probably the most diverse in age, diversity in kind of vocations, I'd say, of people where they they don't really bond much outside of class. Like they bond in class, but they go their separate ways through the week and don't. Get together and then just come. They have dance in common.
1: Right. Whereas and I think
0: the south side have more in common than dance now as well. They've formed these really great friendships and go away together. And were involved in the living room dance party videos that I used to make each week. And they'd get together outside of class and film themselves. So they've they've taken they found another bonding kind of experience mm. through the classes.
2: And is it just north versus south for this one, or we east and west as well?
0: And Sunshine Coast <gasps> and Gold Coast and Gary No, not Gary. We've got Bundaberg and we've got. Team Toowoomba. Uh, we had G-Bung last year, which we got lots of complaints about.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Keep it G-rated, G-Bung. Ah,
2: so yeah. is this, would we say that this is the biggest ever common people dance at
0: It's pretty much on par with last year, but there's more people in each of the teams. Mm. Yeah. So we, we stopped doing Gold Coast this year. I stopped teaching down there because I was stretched t- too thin and my the teacher down there fell pregnant, space fell through, all of that. But the Gold Coast were so angry and upset that it stopped. <laughs> so they have coming to sabotage the Stedford and do their own dance, which they're going to be dancing through the seven stages of grieving for not having a team this year <gasps> oh, in <wow>. one minute.
2: <laughs> wow, And yep. then that will transfer to the main stage at Cupac Concert Hall next year for yes, or, Festival.
0: Yes, or Boondool. Oh, is that the rumour? <laughs> <laughs> or Boondool or,
1: you know. And yeah. then we've got my friend who's just moved to Mount Isa, who's been a part of it for the last couple of years, who's desperate for us to go to Winton. Oh. She's basically lined it up. Yeah. <laughs> there might be a Mount Isa team coming as well.
2: And so this will be your fourth Common People Dance of Stedford here in Brisbane. And, of course, there have been other major cities where you have <laughs> taken the Southside sparkle around the place. What about for you, Bryony? How many Stedfords have you racked up?
3: Oh, I've been Same. from the beginning, yeah, four. Yeah,
2: wow. Yeah. And what is it that keeps you coming back, would you say?
3: I always wanted to dance. I always wanted to dance. I don't know if I ever told you this. I told my mum I wanted to dance, and she told me that I was too fat for a leotard. And I never did. And I had no real engagement with, like no meaningful or joyful engagement with physical activity as a younger person, even as a young adult. Like I started exercising at some point, but that was, I don't want to make it grim here, but it was very much like a way to, I don't know, like punish myself for being fat. And it took me a long time to sort of make peace with... Like my body and to find a you know, like bodies are amazing. Bodies are so wild and they allow us to exist out here and to live our lives and to love each other. So at some point I figured out that I needed to come I need like I need dance in my life. Um and so it yeah, it was really I really appreciated the opportunity to join the Steadford because my old Zumba teacher, you know, moved away to Bali and is a, a coach of life coach now. And I remember the first year when um, Amanda Fairbank, our costume designer came and measured everybody up and uh, that first year she said, you know, she was asking people, are you do you want to be covered up? Do you know, do you want to wear something briefer? And I said,
0: let's I don't want to wear anything. <laughs> <laughs> And it was so magical, like Amanda is a, a professional costume maker for a lot of circus around Australia and she came on and, and her aesthetic is 80s, 90s kind of queer drag kind of world, like big chill, one sleeve, you mm-hmm. know, onesies, everything. And um, we first did the dance battle on South Bank outside and we had women from, you know, size 24 to, you know, eight in leotards strutting down through South Bank, in all different ways, from the <laughs> North, South, East and West meeting on neutral territory and then dance battling it out to love as a battlefield. There were people in the audience that were crying just from sheer, the observation of body positivity of just going, I think Barb blowing, which, she, you know, Barb, she was filming it, a bit, video, I'm taking photos. She was like, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, just seeing women looking like these gladiators like superheroes in these sparkly outfits and just so beautiful for my eyeballs just seeing all these different shaped
1: women from each
0: team coming and yeah it was magical. Was, it really is. Yeah. And, and Bri
1: in that metallic pink oh. Leotard. And <laughs> it was first next year. Level. It was just shoulder amazing. Oh, yeah. The how that's continued on is incredible because I think that first year, unlike Bri, many of us were like Amanda, you know, Amanda brings out these costumes that were Test. almost nothing to yeah. us at that point, and go, and there were many people just going, "I can't wear that. I can't walk in public in that. I cannot do that. I can't." Yeah. And it was such a mental leap to, because you know, no matter. What size you are? Women have these these issues of of you know, but but my bum looks so bad, and what about my thighs? And I can't do that. And there was a lot of we've got too much we've got too much on show. But this year, Amanda said to me something about oh, you know, would you be comfortable with wearing this bustier? And I went because Amanda hasn't been able to come for the last two years because she's been in New Locked South Wales because of lockdowns and and border closures. And I said to her, Amanda, this is not like the first year. <laughs> we want to wear as little as possible. <laughs> and I have seen people's attitude to their bodies change. I have I've seen what they wear in everyday life change. change yeah. Because they're just Give proud them of themselves and they're like, look at me, I'm
0: amazing.
1: And she and Amanda gets the
0: opposite as well of like little whippets going, I need to be covered from here to my ankles, you know. And she said, you just have no idea, guessing the person, you're like what, what not mental what mental state they are with their relationship with their body. She can look at someone who's really extroverted, a whip it, and then they're like, no, I, you know, or someone who's really voluptuous and who's really shy, just go, you put me in a bikini. Mm. Like, you know, like, yeah. she, it's quite, yeah. She said, Oh, wow, it's just really interesting, you know, our relation, just observing our relationships with our bodies and I her also, just pushing us. I
1: also love watching people throughout the rehearsal process change. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> some people. <laughs> Wear a leotard class every week. Can't imagine who that would be. I didn't have any at the beginning and I think I have 50 now. Yet <laughs> I kind of share around anyone who would like yeah. them. But then as it's getting closer to the show, I see more and more people sort of coming either in less or in leotards or in a Placing. dance outfit that they've put together. And and that that really makes me happy as well, that people are finding this sort of silly way to express themselves. Mm even every week because that joy of just not caring and going, I don't care about walking around in a leotard anymore at all. The idea is really dovetail for me
3: because I think there's like this sort of pervasive sense of seriousness around like requirements in relation to bodies. And it's sort of like if you're there being silly anyway, it's a like it's a, an invite to recognise the sort of silliness of bodies anyway mm. um, and they're doing their best work when they're being silly and that there's actually nothing too serious about anything at all.
2: And and that kind of body positivity and and self-empowerment that is a, a beautiful byproduct of this experience. Was that the primary goal coming into it for you, Nerida?
0: Yeah, initially Fez, Banana, and I we started this thing called the Common People Dance Project, which was just dancing to the song "Common People" at Tasmania Circus Festival. We wanted to go there for free, so we offered a dance <laughs> class workshop, and then it Genius. accidentally turned into a flash mob. This was kind of. At the kind of just before the zeitgeist of all that flash mob, when it was starting, we said, oh, let's just, um, we wanted to perform, do a performance. And the artistic director was very controlling, went, no performance. went, what about we just wheel out the speaker? And if you're in a workshop, just run to the field and we'll do the dance for him. And we're polar opposite physically, like Fez is probably nearly seven foot tall and I'm just under five foot (laughs) So we, we went, um, our bodies interpret the moves very differently, which was great for this all ages, all abilities dance classes that we were running. And then we got employed to do festivals all around the world. We got employed to go over to Canada and do it over there and through every kind of arts festival in Australia, we were doing these, rocking up to the festival three weeks before teaching the local people a performance that they could perform for their festival amongst professional artists. So, but then Fez got really busy doing, and I had a baby, getting, um, so we separated it for a while and then I wrote to him and said, hey, I think I still wanted to start something up again, but Ernest Edford with the name. And he's like, go for it. And he does the same uses Common People Dance Project when he wants to do any dance projects when he's doing briefs overseas in Glastonbury and different things. So we thought, let's just keep the name alive mm keep doing that and um but it, it was always the case of making sure we were accepting all all bodies and, and we were the two perfect examples of quite polar opposite <laughs> figures and yeah making sure everyone felt welcome
2: and and you mentioned that the this work or this concept this community ha- has been you know staged all over the world in festivals all over the world is there a city that serves it better than anyone else
0: well i think what i love about brisbane is because we dress I think, we're very, not not a dress-up city at all. You know, we're very, like, let's just wear thongs. Like, it's changed now. Um, but just wear thongs. We're very understated compared to any other major city around the world. Like, you go to New York and, and you'd see someone walking down a leotard and you wouldn't bat an eyeball. But Brisbane, you stand out if you're wearing something extra. Even moving from Sydney, when in my 20s, I dress up a lot more every day than what I do here because you're like, oh, it's just not the vibe. <laughs> and it's too hot. Like, we just go, whatever's easy. That's what we do, so I think I think it's, this project really stands out and is really wonderful in Brisbane because we're such a laxadaisical dressed society that let' let's go a bit extra and there's not many places in Brisbane that go extra, and that really stands out. Yeah yeah
2: obviously we've, we've discussed that what is so special about this work is that it is all ages, all abilities. Amanda and Bri, what were your what was your level of dance ability? before you entered the Common People Dance of Stedford and where would you rank yourselves now?
3: Well, when I went to Zumba, the thing that I loved about it was that there were no mirrors and if I stood in the front row and could see nothing but my teacher, then I could pretend that I just looked like how she was delivering the moves and she'd done, you know, a dance degree um, in Chile and was gorgeous. And so I really internalised that idea. And also one time she told me that I should do the teacher training, not that that's any kind of pyramid scheme or anything, not (laughs) like she would get a kickback. So in my mind, I'm actually amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I won't be told otherwise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was a bit similar to Brian that I grew up doing everything but dance. So I sang and I did, you know, speech and drama and then theatre from very young to when I finished school. But I was never allowed to do dance classes, but it was the one thing that I desperately wanted to do. I always wanted to dance. And I tried to do some dance classes over the years, and nothing was quite right for me, um, and didn't have enough interest factor. But narrator's classes certainly hit the mark, which I think with um, narrator's presentation style helps as well. And silly names for her moves, which we might talk about. So I didn't come in with any skill, but I've really tried to get better and watched so intently, and I want. I I always want my technique to be better and it's something that I'm always thinking about and when we are practicing in front of mirrors, sometimes go, "Mm," but I think I have got better. And in fact, my friend Kylie, who's the one who's moved to Mount Isa, has a lot of dance experience and had said to me throughout the video process of doing the living room dance parties, she said, your technique has really changed, she said, and you are better. It's not that that matters. It matters to me personally. And it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter in the classes and and we often amongst ourselves have this discussion that we actually don't care how well you do the moves, just that you are really committed to be there and be giving it everything. And beyond the technique thing, I think even just what I've been more trying to do is break through to not be self-conscious about the way I'm dancing and the way I'm moving and bring more of the theatre into it, which has been something I've been really trying to do and haven't managed to do up until this last weekend at Horizon Festival when I was, I really was concentrating (laughs) on bringing the theatre and just getting out there and getting into some sort of flow that enabled me to just let go and just explode and I felt really, really happy when that happened.
2: Phenomenal. When and I
1: started basically beating on a North Sider in the middle of our <laughs> maniac performance.
2: And and who was at the Horizon Festival on the Sunshine Coast Just Gone, who was the winning squad
0: it was more of a pep rally so mm. in the traditional kind of American kind of footy style pep rally where Sunshine Coast are about to come down to enemy territory down here in Brisbane Festival so the Horizon Festival put on a, a pep rally for them for their local community to see their dance routine for some enemy teams from the enemy teams from um, Brisbane coming up to them to show them a bit of dance battle bring a bit of stink wow. face a bit of jazz on your I face I hear
2: that like the old western <laughs> film the the, the whistling sound yes, in my head totally. as you describe this very threatening scene.
3: Yes, yeah, exactly. I feel like there's a real energy of drama that's kind of analogous to maybe wrestling that accompanies mm, totally. the competition. Mm, yeah, really and we're inspired
0: by rock and roll wrestling vibes. Yeah. So things are all of the drama and the actual tension between the teams is all staged, and we're all playing the characters of a <laughs> south sider hating on the Northsiders, but most of the time they've got best friends on the other teams or sisters.
3: Actually, it was when we were doing the um, rehearsal in the Piazza last year and I remember you standing on the stage and talking us through some stuff and then saying something about how, you know, it's a performance, not an actual competition. And I yelled out because I was like, nobody told me.
0: (laughs) Been engaging with this earnestly the whole time. (laughs) Of
1: course, it's of course it's real. Of course
0: it's real. Adults know, but there there are some kids mm. that really take it. There was tears when kids lose. (gasps) There was one kid who won. The Northside won one year. Who was a teenager came up and went. And your first (laughs) losers, but really serious. (laughs) And then they were like, oh, dear, it's a competition. (laughs) And you could tell he didn't get it. You're like, I think I just need to remind, remember to play, don't get too serious.
1: So when we pulled up on uh, Saturday afternoon to tech for um, the Horizon Festival, we got out of the car carrying our stuff we have these amazing Southside Champions shirts that we've made, <laughs> and um, we were all wearing those. And, and so we're walking towards the Spiegel tent, and a car comes around the corner in Maruchidor, door, and someone screams, Southside sucks, <laughs> <laughs> at which point we, we all just completely lost it because it was just so, so funny. funny, and it was some people from the east side. Well, I was going <laughs> to
2: say, I, I don't want to throw you under the bus here, Amanda, but I have seen some social media posts from your personal feed using hashtags such as WestsidePestSide. Side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: I would say that perhaps that you might have been asking for that. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Sledging, sledging is. But I would, ha- you know, I have to say that I know several people on the West Side, So it's sort of a, you know, a mutual rivalry that that we enjoy sending each other rude messages on Teams at work, for instance.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, for something that is so fun and frivolous, uh, I think one of the really joyous things, Narita, is, of course, that it's anchored in some very serious training from you and an incredible career as a dancer and and circus performer, artist. I'd love to hear from you about dance movement therapy. And, you know, it's a, a psychotherapeutic tool that is really gaining some serious traction globally, which suggests that the, the mind and body are very interconnected, um, meaning that anything that affects the body will affect the mind. Is, is this something that you recognise in observing everyday people participate in a project such as this?
0: I think moving in sync to a common beat with complete strangers, there's something that immediately connects you to someone else you're like you could be speaking a different language coming from very different worlds and then this oh we're both moving to the bgs right now in common in completely in sync and especially with humor as well like which i put front and center of a lot of my work i laughed in sync with that stranger as well at the same time there's nothing else like it to bond people and to also get out of your head i think you know, my mum has always, anytime that I had dramas being brought home and being you know, tying myself in knots with stress, mum would say, look, you go for a walk and when you come back, we'll talk about it. <laughs> it's like, go for a walk, take all that for a walk and come back. And she's always kind of taught me that of to get physically, do something completely physical. And then when I always came, came back from that walk, I would, I would be able to articulate or just be able to talk it through a little bit rationally what was going on mm. so i kind of think that's the kind of philosophy i want with m- the dance classes of going you come into this space there's people going through some really crazy shit like really crazy you know we had people that are electric shock therapists coming you know really stressful jobs and i'd be chatting to them before and went okay now let's take care dance like <laughs> and to just put that on the shelf and get, you know, into this space, there's nothing quite like letting Olivia Newton-John or Whitney Houston, surrendering to that music and surrendering to David Bowie, let them do the work. And I do believe in fake it till you make it of that you can actually trick your brain. Like, you know, you can smile and actually start to use the muscles in your, in your mouth, use the muscles that you use to make yourself smile to trick your brain into actually making you happy so if you're using your whole body imagine what you can do to trick your brain into putting yourself into a different headspace I really believe in that mm-hmm. and not that it's you know something that you know will cure you you know but at least it gives you a chance just to escape escape your shit for a bit, you know, and mm. everyone has it. Of And I think as adults as well, we we forget to play and have fun and to mm. dance. I think in Australia in dance and sport you're told by some teacher at some point, oh, you don't have the right physique or the right body to be a, a dancer or, a, you know, a cricket player or and, the, and it really crushes probably that teenager, you know, at a point and they never do it again in their life. Like we've had a lady on their east side who's in her 50s now who's, was pretty much heading to be a professional dancer but it, her teacher told her one scarring thing that said, oh, you're never going to make it. And so she stopped until she came to these classes and you can see her, she can still 180 leg split in the air, still body roll, you can't take the dancer <laughs> out of a girl. She's got all yeah. of that information still there even though she's been in her office for 30 years.
2: Well, the countdown is well and truly on to the the Battle Royale at this year's Brisbane Festival. For those who haven't yet experienced their first Common people dance a step, but I'd love to hear from each of you one word to describe what the audiences can expect from this year's event, starting with you, Nerida.
0: Hilarity. I think just
1: laughing in the face, funny.
0: Exhilaration.
1: The word I always use to describe this project is joy because there's nothing that's given me so much joy as this, and it's it's so special because it's not something I think that we feel very much as adults and every class, every time I'm together with the incredible friends that I've made through this, it's, it's joy. It's just been so special.
2: Mm. We have certainly had a taste of that joy and and that specialness in the chat today. Our guests have been Nerida, Bryony and Amanda, stars of the Common People Dance of which returns to this year's Brisbane Festival. Brisbane Festival returns to fill the city with three weeks of wonder, delight, epic 80s dance moves and celebration from the 2nd to the 24th of September. For information and tickets, visit brisbanefestival.com.au. Yay! Thank you,
0: ladies.